Welcome to Let's Talk Socials, the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to stand out on social media and be seen as the experts that they really are. The latest updates and trends from the social media space presented by me, your social media strategist and coach. Now, let's get started. Let's Talk Socials. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Socials. After a few guest episodes, I am back today with a solo one on a topic that has been on the news a lot recently, to the point that it is already hanging out my throat. <laughs> is it actually an English expression? I'm not sure, but it's a German one, and it means that you are sick and tired of hearing something. At the same time, I also know that this topic is something that a lot of you are thinking about and are wanting to use. Some of you might have already used it, or you just might be looking for an expert opinion on the topic. So today's topic is AI. You will have already guessed that from the title of the episode and how we can use it when it comes to social media marketing or business in general. If you've been on Instagram any time in the last few months, most social media slash Instagram gurus will have definitely already harassed you with a fair share of AI content. I've seen posts like, how I made $1,000 a month using AI, to plan a whole year worth of content in 30 minutes using AI. And I have to say that mostly out of professional interest and because I'm a sucker for trying out the latest trends and things in my industry, I have obviously also tried a few AI tools myself. I played a little bit around, tested how I can use them for myself and my business, but also potentially how I could recommend them to my clients. And I have to say that I made a conscious effort to first try out the tools myself and not immediately jump on the hype train and start recommending using AI for everything like most of these Insta gurus have done on social media. And that's why I'm only making this episode today because I'm not a big fan of promoting something that I haven't tested out myself first and most importantly, haven't tested myself in the long term. A lot of these Instagram gurus might have tested out AI for a week and then started promoting it. They will start making AI online courses that you can take, masterclasses, stuff like that, and they will start to promote it. But personally, I always like to test things out for a few weeks, if not months, to see if it actually helps me in the longer term and not just in the short term. But as I said, now I've tested it for a little while. I have asked others in the niche how they use it and I'm now able to give you my unfiltered opinion on how to use AI for social media marketing. Another reason why I wanted to record this episode is because I see more and more posts from people on Instagram, but especially also in small business Facebook groups that tell the average small business owner, I want to say, that they can avoid spending money on social media managers, strategists, or even copywriters and website designers if they use AI instead. And obviously, most of the times these people are promoting their AI courses, trainings, programs, webinars, whatever, through this type of content. But I do hear this fear from a lot of my peers in the creative industry. They say that they're afraid that AI is going to take over their jobs and that people are more reluctant to pay for a service that they offer, like website design, graphic design, copywriting, or also social media management. So if you're one of those people who have had a thought like that, 
then this episode is for you as well. Before we dive in, let me quickly explain what AI actually is and give you a few examples of AI tools. So AI stands for artificial intelligence, and it's a type of computer, if you will, that can learn and think like a human. And how it does that is by being trained with a lot of data, like text, words, pictures, and any other type of data that you can imagine. So once this machine is trained enough, AI can use the data that it has to answer your questions, solve problems, and even create new things. And this component of creating new things is exactly why AI is now in the news more than ever before. Because in itself, AI is not something new. We've had AI for a while now in the form of predictive AI. And without being too technical or going too much into depth here, there are two types of AI. We have predictive AI, which is AI that helps us to predict future events or outcomes by analyzing historical data and then using that data to make predictions about what will happen or what is likely to happen in the future. The best example of predictive AI is probably Netflix. Netflix, for example, looks at which kind of movies you have watched in the past and it recommends similar movies to you that they think you might like. Not only does it do that, but it also compares similar people with each other and recommends things that they have in common, but that also might be different. So for example, if there are two people, person A and person B, and both people have watched The Vampire Diaries, Gossip Girl, and High School Musical, those were my teenage uh, staple shows, then Netflix understands that these people are pretty similar in their behavior. And when it is looking to recommend shows for person B, it might have a look at person A's recently watched shows and seen if there is any difference between the two. So for example, person A might have also watched Game of Thrones and person B hasn't. So Netflix is going to recommend Game of Thrones to person B because it thinks that it will also like it. So that is what we call predictive AI. Other examples of predictive AI could be Siri, um, Spotify song recommendation, or the recommendations that you see on your Amazon when you're shopping. Another more abstract concept I want to say are self-driving cars. They also use AI to navigate the roads, avoid obstacles based on the data that they get from the cameras, sensors or the GPS that they use. So all of that is predictive AI and we've had that for a while now. What is newish now is generative AI. So that's the the second branch of AI, if you will. And this type of AI creates completely new things that haven't existed before. So things like text, images, or even music, based on the data that it has been trained on. So when everyone is talking about AI right now, they are mostly talking about generative AI. Now that we have this out of the way, we can start talking about the benefits and maybe also the downfalls of using AI in your social media marketing and in your business in general. There are lots of AI tools out there. If you just type in AI tools for business, you will get plenty of blog posts with hundreds of tools that you can use. 
But the most famous ones, I would say the most commonly used ones are everyone's favorite ChatGPT, Google Bard, which is the equivalent of ChatGPT, but made by Google. You have Jasper, which is a copywriting tool, but you also have lots of AI tools that are inside other apps like Canva, for example, that removes the background or stuff like that. Or maybe even in your favorite uh, video editing tool, or I know that the hashtag tool I use also has an AI feature. So they're all really great at increasing your productivity because they can help you to automate certain tasks. Think of scheduling posts, which is really something that a human doesn't have to do. There's not much that can go wrong there. It can also help you to analyze insights, for example, or even transcribe a video so that you can use the text of the video as a blog post. So they can help you to spend less time on certain tasks that either you don't really enjoy doing or that just take a lot of time away from other tasks in your business that are moving the needle a little bit more or that you enjoy more. But that is also one of the downfalls that we have to consider when it comes to AI, because often when tasks become very easy and we automate them, we don't always spend enough time thinking about them and giving them the attention that they need. And this is a problem that I see enough in businesses already, even without the use of AI. I've managed over 25 business accounts in the last four years, and the best results have always come from those accounts where the business owner was highly involved in the process and the content that went out. I know this is probably not what you wanted to hear from me in this episode, but there's no shortcut when it comes to social media. There are ways in which you can be less involved in your social media marketing, for example, by hiring a social media manager who creates the content for you, but you still need to give them a strategic direction. That is one of the reasons why I am a little bit fed up with people who say that AI can replace someone like a social media manager. It can maybe replace certain tools or make certain processes that a social media manager has to do easier and more effective. But in itself, a machine is not going to be able to replace the knowledge and the expertise of a whole person. And that's point number two that I want to talk about. Yes, AI can generate content ideas and even a whole post for you. But the biggest problem and the main reason why businesses don't see great results with their social media marketing is that they don't have a proper strategy set up. This means they put out whatever post comes to their mind without connecting it to their business goals or considering their target audience. So yes, it might help you to post more consistently, but you won't see the desired results if you don't have a strategy that you can base these posts on. And to be honest, if you are consistently putting out bad content, yes, you are consistent, but the content is still going to be bad. And that's the thing, AI, like any other tool as well, will only ever be as good as the person who uses it. For AI to spit out a fantastic post, a blog post, social media post, whatever you're wanting to create with it, you need to ask it the right things, aka use the right prompts. So let me show you an example. I use Google Bart to generate some content ideas for a fictional photography business. I'll tell you 
in a few minutes why I actually prefer Google Bard over ChatGPT, but we'll talk about that later. I typed in, I'm a photographer, generate some social media content ideas. It spit out a few very general content ideas like trending content, keep an eye out for the latest trend on social media and share photos and videos that are relevant to those trends. It's pretty vague, right? And you obviously still have to put that into practice, right? You have to make a real post from this idea. But it also came up with a few more specific ideas, like a video tutorial on how you edit your photos using a specific software. Okay, so that's already a little bit more concrete, but what I find that most of my clients actually struggle with is visualizing what a certain post can look like and what they need to do to make that happen. Because most of them already have downloaded countless 30 content ideas freebies that lay around collecting dust. So for most entrepreneurs, it's not about not having enough ideas, because as I said, there's plenty of them out there. It's about how to bring these content ideas to life and make an actual post from a prompt. For example, one of my clients who I help with content has lots of ideas how she could promote her products and the topics that she wants to talk about, but she finds it hard to sort all of the thoughts that she has and come up with an actual post. And that's where I come in for her as a strategist and I help her. I tell her things like, okay, so why don't we make a post about the different skin types to promote your product? We could make this in a form of a carousel and on each slide we could discuss one skin type. Or to promote a recent magazine feature, we could film XYZ kind of video. Yes, AI can be helpful to generate content ideas, but only if A, you have a strategy set up that you can base these posts off and that you can refer back to so that it all makes sense and it all fits together and also follows actual business goals because otherwise you're just posting and you won't see a difference in the bottom line. And B, you know how to bring this idea into reality. And those are both things that I can help you with if you are missing that part in your business right now. If you don't have these two skills or you're missing in your business, then you won't be able to generate specific prompts and use these tools effectively to make great content that speaks to your audience. Another problem, and this is something that... I have seen being discussed already online as well, is that ChatGPT has been trained with data that leads up to 2021. And this is one of the main reasons why I prefer Google Bart, because it is trained on actual data that is available to Google right now. Since ChatGPT has only been trained on this data up to 2021, that means that it doesn't even know what happened since then. For example, what the latest Instagram updates and strategies are. This means that when you ask it to give you social media tips, it will spit out tips that were relevant up until 2021. And as we know, social media marketing is an ever-changing environment and strategies that might have worked a few months ago aren't really relevant anymore today. So be careful when you use ChatGPT because it will not always give you the most up-to-date tips and strategy. And that also means that the, the type of content that it will suggest for you is probably based on knowledge that we had in 2021, based on 
the algorithms back then and the strategies that worked then. So it could be that it is generating content for you that was great back then, but doesn't really work now. And this downfall or negative aspect of um, using AI is particularly relevant for people who want to be seen as thought leaders, because for that to happen, you want to comment on recent updates and events in your niche and provide your perspective on things. And if you don't do that, for example, because you only post educational content like three tips to make your website easier to find, then you will not stand out to your audience in the sea of experts online. That's also one of the reasons why I personally am not afraid that ChatGPT will replace me as a social media strategist. It can't, and at least not yet, replace a person who keeps up with the latest trends, updates, and interprets them for their audience, which is exactly what I do in my social media newsletter. So if you aren't on the list yet, sign up through the link in the show notes. I promise you it's the best social media newsletter you will have read in a long time. And if it isn't, then you can always unsubscribe again. This also brings me back again to what I said before. The best content is created by businesses where the business owner, the expert in the field, is highly involved in the process. Because, for example, as a business coach, of course, your VA and your social media manager, they can create content for you on different topics around business coaching, but they simply don't have your experience, which means you run the risk of posting very superficial and vague kind of content that doesn't provide much value to your audience and also doesn't highlight your expertise, which then causes a whole lot of other problems like nobody buys from you because they don't see you as an expert. Whenever I explain this concept, I always use the example of my partner's business, which is, by the way, the only social media account that I still manage apart from my own. So he's a physio and a running coach. Um, so someone that has studied multiple years to gain the knowledge that he needs, but he has also practical experience in treating people. So when I make content for him, of course, I can ask AI to generate some ideas for me, which I have, by the way, to show you in this episode. So what it spits out then will be things like, you can share tips and advice on how to prevent injuries or share personal stories and anecdotes about your experience as a physio. But what an AI cannot generate, and I as a social media manager cannot do either, are things that he experiences in his day-to-day -day job treating people. Last month, for example, he told me that a lot of people who come in to see him are coming in way too late after they have sustained an injury because they have this classic Kiwi attitude of uh, she'll be right, which if you aren't Kiwi or Aussie means that everything is going to be alright, that the problem will basically solve itself. So we decided to do a post on that and got great feedback from people who really felt called out. <laughs> and in terms of metric, it was also the post with the most engagement that month. So... This example shows you that AI cannot, or at least not yet, replace the expertise that you hold in your field. And if you don't use that for your social media content, you risk being very superficial and you risk that people who are wanting to work with you don't see the value that you deliver. And this is especially important if you are selling higher ticket services or wanting 
to get those clients with a bit more cash in their bank. Another problem, and this is something that I have not seen discussed so much yet, is copyright when it comes to AI. And the fact that text, images, music, or anything else that is not created by a human can usually not be copyrighted. Obviously, I'm not a copyright lawyer, so this is not legal advice, but what I've got from the research is that anything that is generated by an AI can not be copyrighted as it is not created by a human. There are certain exceptions to this when human and machine work together in a way. So for example, if you heavily edit a text or you put your own creativity into it, but in general, we don't have any concrete laws yet on copyright when it comes to AI-generated content, which means potentially that if you were to create an online course generated with data from an AI, that you might not be able to get copyright for that, which then means that everyone can basically steal it from you and you can't even prosecute them. So until we have proper legislation that deals with the copyright issues around AI, it's a little bit of a gray zone and could potentially cause you problems. And lastly, to finish this episode, two more things that are potentially problematic with AI. AI can be biased depending on the data that it has been trained on, which could lead to your content being seen by the wrong audience or your campaigns being less effective. Or if we wanted to dive deeper into this, we could even say that AI is sometimes even racist or sexist. We have seen that AI tends to sexualize females and that it often reinforces certain structural hierarchies and stereotypes that we have in society. A great example of this is the app Lensa AI, which has been popular a few months ago, where you could create AI-generated images of yourself, kind of like an avatar. I'm pretty sure you've come across it because it has been all over Facebook and Instagram, and I'm sure you have one or two aunts that have bought uh, their <laughs> avatar on there. Anyways, what happened was that for a lot of women, the AI generated overly sexualized images of them with bigger breasts, thinner bodies, or the typical hourglass figure. They also had less clothing on than they had on the reference photos. And in general, it was just something that happened more for women than it happened for men. Examples of where AI has been racist, for example, was when an AI tool inside a Nikon camera, you have these tools that identify whether someone is blinking or not. It always identified Asian people as blinking, even though they weren't. Or another case when, AI, when an AI tool recognized a woman in a white dress as a bride, but when they were shown a woman in traditional Indian wedding clothes, it did not recognize that as a bride. So it always depends on the data that the AI is trained on. So just keep that in mind when you create content with AI. This again is obviously one of the reasons why we don't want to rely completely on the auto-generated content, but we always, 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 always want to edit what the AI spits out. And the last thing I want to point out here are certain privacy concerns, which could be relevant for you if you work in a business that is bound by confidentiality agreements. And at the same time, 
AI also collects a lot of data about you and your audience, your business, that it then might not use for purposes um, that you approve of. So final conclusion, should you use AI for social media marketing? And once again, I think it depends on your business, your specific needs and the goals you have. I think if you're looking for a way to be more productive and get small tasks done quicker, sure, um, go ahead. I think it can help you with that. But you should always be aware of all the downfalls that I mentioned in this episode and make sure that you keep a human aspect in your captions and in your messaging. And also keep in mind that what I mentioned before, a tool is always just as good as the person that uses it. So if you're really serious about implementing more AI tools or using more AI tools in your business, then I would highly recommend learning more about how you can write better prompts that are specific to what you want the output to be and to learn skills that help you to use these tools more effectively. The thing is, um, I mentioned this before already, I'm not afraid that AI is going to replace my job or that it's going to replace me. But what I do realize is that someone who is also a social media strategist and who knows how to use AI effectively might replace me. So AI itself is not going to replace any creative jobs, but people who know how to use it effectively to have more time for other tasks or to do things in a better way, they might. So as I mentioned, there's plenty of resources out there, but please be aware of these Instagram gurus who are suddenly now also AI experts and they just want to sell you their newest online course to make more money. So be aware of them because there is a lot of fake experts out there who are just jumping on the next one trick pony to make more money. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would be fantastic if you shared it with a friend so they can also discover my podcast. And I hope to hear you next time when it's again time to talk socials.